Hi there, this is Tell Me About Your Elf. This is a show in which I take people and I interview them about the characters that they play in Dungeons & Dragons or any other tabletop role-playing game atmosphere. Uh, on today's episode, I'm interviewing Hallie. She is the DM for Small, Terrible, and a Dragonborn podcast. But in this case, she's the character in a different campaign. I think that's all I'm going to say. Why don't you tell me about your elf? All right. Um, oh, God, do you want me to do the voice? Because that's... <laughs> I, I should have thought about you don't that. Have to, um, you don't have to do the interview in character, per se. But if you want to give us a little piece of the voice at some point throughout the interview, I am... I encourage. Okay, it. that's good because it's it's always funny to me when I do it for long periods of time. I tend to kind of lose it over the <laughs> over the course of the recording. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, uh, I play Eggs. She is a gnome sorcerer and just a little ball of chaos. You know, you have to have that sometimes in your life. I think. Mm-hmm. And Eggs is my, I think, my inner child expressed in a D&D character, for sure. Yeah, so, um, one, I'm going to go right off the top. Eggs. <laughs> I love the name. <laughs> I-, I love it. Where'd uh-huh. it come from? Or, or... Um, it's not a real name. Um, it's a nickname her dad's gave her. Mm-hmm. And she just kind of stuck with it. And because she's a gnome and she's even on the small side for a gnome and she's quite old, uh, she prefers, but doesn't look it, she prefers to let people assume that she is a child or a young humanoid because then they say things around her that maybe they wouldn't around an adult. And she gets away with a lot of crap that way. Mm -hmm. So I guess, so how old is she? Eggs is 674 years old. <laughs> I think you are now the oldest character I've had on the show. Yes! Which, I don't know if I was keeping that metric, but I guess now I am. I think now you have to. <laughs> I think I have to now. Um, yeah. So, sorcerers tend to have their uh, their magic kind of through a family line or through some sort. How did her powers manifest? Um, so she was adopted by two halfling men when she was itty bitty tiny eggs. So she doesn't know anything about her family. Um, and that's actually something I've left kind of open ended Mm -hmm. with, uh, Nate over on, uh, DM's test kitchen and the chef's nights because that's kind of where eggs has really kind of come into her own as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, but for her, she's always been fascinated with science and science and D&D usually, you know, equates to alchemy or something along those lines, just depending on the setting that you're playing in. So she was actually busy playing with things that she probably shouldn't have been playing with and mixing chemicals and stuff together and um, I had this very clear image in my mind of her having to protect herself from a blast. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, shit, I can do magic. Holy shit. And that was kind of the <laughs> the it of it. And then she started learning everything that she possibly could because she's insatiable when it comes to knowledge. Okay, so it's kind of like she was following this thirst for knowledge in, I guess, like a, a manual way. And now she has this new outlet, is what it sounds yes. like. Okay. Yeah, 100%. So I guess in um, 
out of context terms on the character sheet what lineage or what's it called I, I keep wanting to say draconic origin because that's one of them but subclass I guess is what I'm looking for yeah, yeah. Um, she doesn't go the wild magic path because I know that would bite me in the butt if I <laughs> if I did that. Also, so it's she right there. A, yeah, she has a blue dragon uh, draconic lineage for her oh, magic. Cool. She knows that much, but mm-hmm. that was after hundreds of years of being like, well, okay, he shot me with a lightning bolt and it didn't hurt as bad. So I guess that's mm-hmm. cool <laughs> and went with I it. I suppose, yeah, it's 674... You do have a lot of time for that trial and error to figure things out. So how did she get her nickname? Is that has that been determined? Uh yeah. Um not on the not on the other podcast, but mm-hmm. I know this from her origin story, I guess you want to call it. Um, that she was like all little kids get obsessed with things. She was obsessed with the chickens that they had on their family farm and would bring in the eggs every day and her dad's one of her dads started teasing her about calling her eggs and it just kind of stuck. It's really simple and kind of sweet, but I liked it. And um, so her real name is Wilhelmina. Um, she hates that. So <laughs> eggs fits her personality much better. Oh, I love that. Like, that's so cute. I, <laughs> is, is this coming from like some a, a personal experience? So like, did you grow up on a ranch or anything like that? I grew up in the middle of nowhere. You could probably tell from my accent. I'm American. I'm very Midwestern. Um, Mm -hmm. But it has no correlation to my own. Um, Just a coincidence. Just a, yeah. And it just, so the, I don't know if you want the long story about how she kind of came around or. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no. Um, She actually started off as a one, uh, like a one-off NPC, you know, that you would stumble across in a story. And as a DM, I was running at the time a Waterdeep Dragon Heist game. And the part, they were all fairly new players with the exception of a couple of them. And so they're just wandering around in this massive city and they come across this like sound and here's this little gnome in the alley going hey oh, you want to yeah. see something really really cool and they're like oh no mm-hmm. <laughs> sketchy weird thing going on she's got a weird grin on her face should we do this and the party rogue was like yeah sure and they kind of adopted her and from there again she was just supposed to be a one-off and from there she kind of grew into she's like my cue she kind of jumps uh Mm -hmm. worlds and shows up kind of everywhere um because she does tend to throw chaos at people but she's very very smart so she can be a quest giver um if she's an npc um she's been a scout in another iteration but still with the same personality and i think with her being on nate's show um, she's really really grown into her own in a way that i just was not expecting Mm -hmm. I love the signature characters, like a like a signature at the bottom of a letter or anything like that. Some like how you sign things, the quirks and stuff. I feel like people who play DM or who are DMs have a character that does this, like how she has grown from this one-off NPC character to becoming their own character uh, almost naturally, but skipping multiverses probably isn't what one would call natural but you know um, <laughs> fair <laughs> like 
and it's kind of like a pet project almost of the person who pilots them i was about to say owns but that's not accurate yeah i yeah that makes sense i never really thought about it in that manner um is she your i guess probably not but is she your first character no um Mm -hmm. she's probably the one that's easiest for me to slip into her skin so to speak Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't really have to think about it much, which I don't know what that says about me, but I'm going <laughs> to go with it. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I've had other ones. I've played in other one shots and campaigns, but, um, with eggs, she just, for some reason makes sense to me, even on, I think even though on the surface, it's easy to write her off as just like, Hey, look at this thing. And there's a lot more, you know, happening there. And I wanted to make sure that she wasn't, if I was going to play her for a long period of time, she wasn't going to be a one-off character and, Mm -hmm. and and that it makes more sense for her to have all of this personality development and this growth that really just kind of shocks me sometimes. Yeah. Cause it's the, I want to say delightfully chaotic, like air quote, delightfully chaotic, can be difficult to maintain over a period of time. Um, Just because if a character, even if the chaos is unpredictable and wacky, it can still come off as a little one note. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, okay, well, we know going up to, say, this diplomacy type thing that eggs or insert literally anybody's chaotic, we... um, the party that I DM for, we did a one shot that was very similar. We did a bunch of wild magic sorcerers just all in the same party. Oh my god. And we did a bank heist and any and I, I rolled that if they cast magic at all, it would trigger the table and just to see how it would go. And it very quickly got out of hand. Of course, <laughs> that was the whole point. And I couldn't imagine doing that for like they had mentioned like, oh, we should do that like more often or let that be. And I was like, no, we can't do that. That's I mean, you know, if they really wanted it, I would. But just having everybody be this character can be, you know, overwhelming. Yeah, overwhelming. And like you said, very um, one note that's. (laughs) I could only fathom what that would look like. like. Oh my gosh. Like wackiness. Wackiness is fun, but in due time. Is there, uh, like you were saying with um, personality kind of developing on her own, uh, what is what was a moment of emotional, I don't want to say maturity, because she's clearly of age, but like emotional depth that may have surprised you there was a moment and i i won't spoil it too hard um because it'll be upcoming when that shows up in the show um that Mm -hmm. sentence made zero sense but the (laughs) she did a she did a walkabout you know like downtime after one of the big adventures and eggs one of the first things i ever wrote down on her character sheet was has a problem with the gods i didn't know what that meant I just 
wanted to drop it there and see what happened. And Mm -hmm. Nate kind of ran with it. And he was like, well, if she's on walkabout and she's wandering around, what is she looking for? I'm like, I think she's confused. I think she's looking for purpose and meaning, which, as you'd said, someone with that many years behind her, um, it would be easy for a person to get stagnant in their in their personality um, or, or just be like, ah, you know, grumpy old person in the corner. And she was just like, I still don't get this. I'm going to mm-hmm. go ask. It's, it goes back to that whole quest for knowledge kind of a thing. She doesn't want the secrets to the universe. She's not looking. <laughs> she's not going to turn into a lich at some point. She has zero interest mm-hmm. in any of that. But the gods really confused her um, in a way that because she particularly blames a handful of them for the destruction of um, a nearby village and her losing a lot of her family and her friends. And she wanted answers. Just like, how how dare you? It's kind of a classic, um, like a religious uh inwardly looking you know for purpose and understanding and questioning why in the world would you let that happen if you're almighty and powerful um Mm -hmm. so when she went on this walkabout and it's just her on the road like hobbit style backpack you know the whole deal (laughs) and went to this tiny town and stumbled into an abandoned chapel and found some books and stayed there and was reading and had this moment of and it it was part role play between me and the dm and part me rolling like stupid high on religion i forget what the role was it was something ridiculous and um she had this moment where kind of like enlightenment happened just a little burst of something where she was like oh you have to be kidding me and just had had that sense of like oh that explains a lot and also, oh, I don't like that. And I think it's made her a little paranoid now. Just mm-hmm. like every time she's worried that if she goes looking for answers again, is she going to get hit by a Mack truck of knowledge that maybe she didn't want to fully have the secrets of the universe unraveled to her? Just kind of like want to forget. Yeah, I only wanted like a little bit, not a whole mm. lot. Just a ah, damn it. Yeah, one of the those The pursuit things. of knowledge. Can... Yes, yes. Yeah. I just wanted my okay. questions answered, not the questions answered. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and and of course, the answer being something to look forward to in an upcoming program. Totally. Yep. If you're still like working to, on that, yeah. <laughs> if you'd like to plug it, I recommend doing so. Oh, heck yeah! So I play eggs on uh, DMs Test Kitchen Chef's Night, where a bunch of DMs play D and D together, which is the best thing on the planet because. As you very well know, DMs don't often get to play and getting to play with uh, like Kayla and Steve from Classes Characters and and everyone get thrown into this big mixing bowl of chaos. And uh, Nate, uh, the DM, is the one who runs that. I feel like Mm -hmm. I really, really, really should make him come and play in all of my games now for doing that for us because he's the DM who doesn't get to play. Uh, So, yeah, she's... I understand that, yeah. (laughs) I'm kind of in a similar situation right now. Forever DM. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. So she's she's been there since last June. Um, And, but the first... they, They produce way and record way, way ahead of time. So actually the first episode that she was in just came out, I think, last week, actually. Oh, wow. And yeah, so um, so she shows up there 
uh, gives Steve's character a really, really hard time, um, proceeds to get drunk with him. I think that happens in that one. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then um, we're still there and we're still recording and it's a lot of fun. So yeah, she, and if the voice changes, I apologize. <laughs> it's really uh, hard to hold on to. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, voices are, unless, I mean, I think we're all kind of spoiled in the, in, what is it, the TTRPG, you know, that a lot of the popular shows, the monumentally popular shows are done by people who either have a lot of radio experience or some similar area that now, like, I know I instinctively like, well, clearly I've got to do a voice, um, but I can't do a voice other than rather Southern. And that's because I was raised that way. So it's just there. Um, so anytime I try to do like a British voice or literally anything else, it's gone as like <laughs> after saying, if it's outside of the few words I can say, that's it. Yep. And yep. eventually <laughs> like the world that, or like I say, the world that I DM for rather, I, I just was like, screw it. It's fantasy Georgia. Everybody's like this. Deal with it. Cholt is an island off of the coast of Georgia. I don't care. Uh, Neverwinter's here too. <laughs> like it's. <laughs> I love um, that. <laughs> big, just you ever rearrange an entire continent because you can't do any other voices? Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> yep. That's. It, you know, I would. I would like to think that I would be getting better at them because my groups are all international. No. No. I just don't have. <laughs> I don't have. I don't have an ear for it. And. It's one of those things that I, the same thing, I I've, I can do a Southern because, again, it's I feel it's like there. every American can kind of slip into that in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Um, it's either Southern or extremely exaggerated. Colonel Sa- Sanders Southern is awful. Yeah. <laughs> the the uh, appropriation of the Southern. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's, what is... This may be tough to answer if she, since she bounds over multiple, um, I guess, timelines. Uh, what is, I guess, her personal favorite adventure? Like, what's the thing? She's had plenty of them, I'm sure, with 600 some. I, I don't know when she started adventuring. Like, when did she start adventuring? She's 674. She... Right. She set out, so we'll go with the world that's in uh, Chef's Night, which is that she actually didn't set out. It wasn't like some grand thing. Her dad's, you know, got old and passed away and she was working and she uh, met a a young woman, a half demon who um, also had a a curious knack for science and knowledge. And they kind of partnered up and started this lab because they're trying to solve a curse over the whole land. And she's still been working on that and it still eludes her. Um, But so it probably would have been she's an on and off adventurer when the call Mm -hmm. reaches her and she's like, yeah, okay, sure. And then comes back and is like, I regretted every single moment of what I just did. I'm going to stay put for a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to take a break of 20 years. Like 57 years, you know, whatever. What uh... is that kind of time when, (laughs) you know, I don't even know. I don't even know. Oh my gosh. But she she definitely has had her moments where she's like, yeah, that sounds like fun. I'll earn a little gold. 
I might shoot a troll. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And then comes back and goes, okay, now I need to seriously get, or uh, well, for her adventuring is also field testing her bombs because she's course. a bomb maker. So mm-hmm. it's just like, okay, that didn't work. I'm going to come back and work on this for 25 years. Okay, now I've got it. <laughs> yeah, and there's only so much that you can do in a lab. Um, I, I think my signet, like the character that I have done very similar things with uh laz uh, he is also not he isn't a bomb maker by nature but more just by practice um accident <laughs> whatever it is um he's a little bit meticulous in his approach but and does a lot of it in a lab and that's why it, it is a similar thing and just i have to go test these because clearly doing this in a controlled environment isn't working for me and though he is much younger, so I guess he has still has a lot to learn. Um, He's got time. Really, yeah, half elves <laughs> don't really get up there too much, but uh, he's got time. Um, even then, it's been... Oh, <laughs> it's depressing to think about how long ago that was like, the, the game was. <laughs> I'm delighted to hear that she, one, knew her parent. Well, I guess had parents adopted or no, they still raised her within reason. And they passed away of old age. That doesn't sound very traumatic at all. Like I know, is, right? That's the trope. It is. Um, it is. So she had a great, a good family relationship. Uh, absolutely, yeah. She was the only child. Her dad's both halfling, um, Dada and, and Papa, and that was her life was just being raised on a farm, and they doted on her and let her wander off and do whatever she wanted. But she tended to stay closer to home and help them out with the farm and no she had a very idyllic pastoral norman rockwell kind of life in a sense where i um, love it like this is so different (laughs) it's so different i know i know and i i think that was one of the things that i really i i really really latched on to with her and like i yeah sure we can have and i've had them too i think everyone has to go through that character two or five or however many is just like oh, i hate my parents uh, yep. they died and the dragon ate them and, uh, and mm-hmm. that's totally I've got a huge chip on my shoulder about it exactly yeah i'm so emo uh. yeah <laughs> and like also one, rogue <laughs> one of my yeah one of my characters is like well i'm a rogue and clearly my parents are dead like and she this is her first character <laughs> it's like you <laughs> yep. didn't even oh and i wouldn't even say that she really did like she wasn't exposed to the D tropes either it just kind of like can a flower grow in a vacuum i don't know but it did <laughs> like it just appeared the natural state of a DE character mm-hmm. is tragic apparently yep um like no, parents not even part of a secret society like i'm i'm digging right. <laughs> yeah parent full-on parents lots mm-hmm. of friends went to school did the whole yeah man she she had the whole childhood behind her and you know helped them out as they grew older and and helped them and then after they passed away sold the family farm and was just like well i'm gonna do the one thing that my dad always told me not to do which is throw a bomb in the house (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm gonna build a bomb range and this is what we're doing and you know no she um she's not terminally delightful she has a sense about her that i think anybody could get along with her 
Mm-hmm. And I like that dynamic because it's it's kind of hard to hate her. It's hard to just be like, what the hell? Other than the weird ass voice. But um, I have no idea where that came from. But for her, she likes people until they prove her wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's what her dad's daughter. So she She's sticks with that idea. She's not the aloof. Mm-mm. Nope, she'll... She, now, she has a very kid-like sense of humor in some things. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how you couldn't yeah. because of all of the weird shit she's seen over the course of her life. And it's just like, well, that was weird. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I'm like, an adult. I'm going to go drink. And that's kind of how she processes. Yeah. Oh, I had a question, and I think I lost it. Uh, What is... Mm, in her current form... Like, what is the highest level she's reached in certain, on paper, I guess? On paper, she, right now she's 10th. Um, mm-hmm. I'm hoping we get to 11th soon. I might beg Nate to please. <laughs> please, <laughs> please. <laughs> he's so giving. He's such a giving, sweet DM where I'm just like, ah, damn it. I forgot because I've never played a sorcerer before. I'm like, I'm locked into spells. Damn it. Um, yeah, yeah, played bards, but it just didn't dawn on me when I first wrote her down as a sorcerer. I was like, mother, okay. And then I loaded my sheet with lightning spells. That was stupid. (laughs) Oh, I have always, or rather, Laz's first form was druid. And I tend, and even then my second character, druid. So I've been a little spoiled as far as the loosey-goosey nature I have with my attachment to my spells. If I don't like it, it's gone. But Laz is... is... was an artificer, um, but the... like, not the current form, because I just realized that they had reformed it, and now I have to completely make them all over again. Oh my gosh, but, that's um, right. Being... I, I, I multiclassed them, so some of the spells I could change. Just so I can keep Thorn Whip, so I can keep the okay. healing spells, whatever. It's been a, it's been a minute. So as soon as there is another game that lines up, then I'll reform them. How about that? <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. So how do y'all normally do? Uh, DM's Test Kitchen is a podcast. Do y'all like live stream it or anything like that? Nope, podcast. Is there a scheduled time? But it does release every other Thursday. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, because they also have their uh, their regular DMs test kitchen, and then their chef's night that eggs is on. And the test kitchen is where they do a bunch of systems. That's right. And try them out. Yeah, it's really cool. With 13th and then, age and such. So, yeah, yeah. Then that was Nate's character. It was the thirteenth age, the necromancer merman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we also weirdly had a lot in common with that, uh, him. My other character is a necromancer, not on purpose. After a little while, I realized, like, oh, he's not very good. Like, I made him chaotic good, but I don't think I can say that anymore. But um, <laughs> I correlate with Nate pretty often about necromancer stuff because, I don't know, it's it's somewhere, like, how the rogue clearly has a tragic past. Sometimes there may be just a character inside all of us that's kind of, they, it's your, um, you make them almost on accident. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, for instance, I tend to make former professionals who have either been disgraced or fallen out of the limelight, who has either accidentally come into their powers or their powers, excuse me, have caused an accident that now they have to be on the run for it to some shape or form. But 
that's such a good storyline because the drama's already yeah, there, there. And then you could do anything with and it. And now the role play I have is through lying about my name constantly. Um, <laughs> never writing my name down, paying in cash or everything, which is pretty easy in D&D. So yeah. is eggs... One, do you have? Do you think you have a character form like that, like the primordial D and D character inside of you? Is it this chaotic ball of bomb sorcerer energy, <laughs> or is egg like you can slip into eggs pretty easily? It, would you say that she is your primordial, or have you even considered this? Question. I'm not even sure if people uh. really think about this. <laughs> No, I love that. Do you, mm-hmm. do you have a type? Yeah. Do you have a Do you have a type of? Because I, ah, that's so hard to. Because I, I mean, you know this from the DM perspective. You make everything. Yeah. It's just, um, gosh, that's a really good. question. Or you let others think you do. <laughs> oh, that's. Oh, yep, yep. I take it back. Um, they're all eggs secretly. Um, the. <laughs> <laughs> That's summer that's the summer. Yep, that's the ultimate BBEG of the campaign is it's just a massive fifty foot. Yep. <laughs> I love that so much. I think that's the plot of the first Jimmy Neutron movie. But... <laughs> Amazing. Now, what would you say your relationship with the Jimmy Neutron movie was? Oh Traumatic? My gosh. Or... Apparently, yeah. Um... <laughs> I don't know if I have a type. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, on the flip side of that, I weirdly do actually tend to stay away from rogues. I can only think of one rogue NPC that I've ever built, and she also had a full set of parents and a family. And <laughs> the full set. <laughs> she had a full. She had no. She had she had two moms and a dad, um, mm-hmm. and then and was raised by dwarves and was a drow. Um, All right. So I don't know if I have a type. I'm seeing, <laughs> I really I don't. <laughs> do you see one correlation is that child doesn't match the parents? Is yes. this on purpose? Is that this... comes from me. Mm-hmm. That 100% comes from me. <laughs> I, if this is prying, I'll edit. Were you adopted? Or is uh-uh. there some... I was not adopted, although I probably should have been. Um, no, I just don't. My personality and my even my um, like my coloring and stuff don't match everyone else in my family. Mm-hmm. So it was a long running joke between me and my friends in high school and even through college. And then after I got married, I was just like, oh, yeah, I was ad- I had to have been adopted because I don't look like any of these stupid <laughs> assholes. <laughs> so so this is definitely a almost self insert detail that you've put into particularly eggs, but your other characters as well. I think it, sh- it definitely pops up. Every mm-hmm. now and then, um, with eggs, it's also interesting. So, like, this isn't a bad yeah. thing. I don't think. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. Um, it's it's interesting to me with eggs because she, I guess, on some ways, she had the life that I would have really liked to have I, growing up. I agree. You know, <laughs> like who wouldn't love to just be doted on by two awesome people and taught how to just handle herself on a farm and Mm. yeah i mean that sounds ideal (laughs) yeah it it really does (laughs) yeah (laughs) quiet life and then if you want to go off and look for trouble there you go you can go do it secure in the knowledge that you were raised in a way that you can always go back to yeah she she had that life 
now it's time for another. She's had she's got plenty of time to if she doesn't like it and survives it, change the parameters of this. Yeah, abs- absolutely. And she has no idea how long she's going to live. Gnomes are uh, renowned for their long lives, mm-hmm. and she does not look like someone who's getting up to 700 years old, and that's actually something Nate and I have talked about. I'm like, I bet with anything, she just kind of figures that if she just maybe like accidentally found the fountain of youth or something one day by <laughs> mixing one thing with another and was just like, oh, cool. And went with it and didn't the, think about it. The past fountain that. not being a location of this ichor, right. but a uh, um, a concoction of sorts. Yeah, and she has no idea what it was, or that's her assumption. It was just mm-hmm. like, oh well, okay, cool. I mean, it did whatever it was did permanently stain her hair, but she has no clue. So, what color is her hair? Uh, well, she I, has just the art, but yeah, I, I she has brown hair, but like. On the ends, it's kind of almost like you know what, a, like um, the what an oil slick looks like. It has that like rainbow kind of cast to it. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got little bits of a lot of different colors on the ends of her hair, oh, and nice. she's just like, well, I just assumed it was because I didn't tie my hair up one day and I dipped it into powdered bluebell or something. I don't know, mm-hmm. and just didn't. And if it bothers her, she hacks it off, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, I think if I had thought about it a little bit more, or if I did the i guess the i don't want to say the natural thing like for instance orc barbarian in that the word association type of building a character lazarus might might have been a gnome in the whole they're supposed to be tinkerers or they tend to be tinkerers or people who get into things as far as mixing (laughs) things or whatever right (laughs) but it just that but I had, it's against type again. I love that. Yeah, like I think I don't know where I read, but like half elves are supposed to be like, or elves in general slash half elves, just the order of everything. And I think just the this is what you're supposed to be, air quote, and he is not that, and is having issues with it. Maybe the what I'm bringing to Lazarus, or like what my personal things go into them. So it's it's nice to see, or I like to try to find that little piece of the player in the character because I think it's I think it's difficult to make a character and then role play them, of course. Mm-hmm. That oh, doesn't gosh, yes. have you in it, um, if that makes sense. Kind of like in any mecha anime or anything like that. It has to choose you. It's got to be the heart of the cards. If you don't vibe with it, it's not going to work. A friend of mine who had never played D&D before, and I do I do a lot of 5e instruction with just out the gate new players. It's one of my favorite things to do. And mm. she came to me and she was like, okay, I want to play. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Was, cool. Got it. Done. So we sat down for a couple of hours and just went through all of the options and it's overwhelming but um she landed on a tabaxi rogue and i just knew she was gonna pick that because that's what she Mm -hmm. always plays in skyrim is a khajiit rogue yep (laughs) and i went (laughs) i knew it but it also makes sense because she's going to be able to slip into that a lot easier than she would have if she's like i'm gonna be a human barbarian i cannot fathom her doing that 
and Absolutely she may yet yep. shock me. But for <laughs> that, for, like, out the gate character, it just worked for her. And she very easily slipped into that role. And I was so glad that she was having a good time with it because she was like, well, this just makes sense. I'm like, okay, good. This is, and that's that, if, like, ephemeral thing that's hard to describe to people who have never done rpgs or role-playing of any kind which is like well but you're but isn't it just acting well no but yes but no but uh, mm -hmm. and instead it's easier to kind of like who who's your favorite character you know who is who is someone you identify with out of media and then go from there type of a thing. Exactly. That's what I try to tell players is find your favorite superhero or whatever. And if we boil that down, I guess to liken it to alchemy or anything like that, if you put something into it and boil away or chop away at the chaff, you'll eventually find the details that you like. And then we can build off of that. Mm -hmm. Um, it like my brother is a ranger he, he's yolan in like the very beginning um and i knew i just knew that he what he was either going to do be a ranger or he was going to be like an alchemist type of some sort and he wound up being like an alchemical scribe background because that's just who he is nice and nice. my sister's wisteria she's also in the beginning and she loves animals, and she loves to collect them, as strange as that sounds. She's never played a Pokemon game in her life, and it drives me crazy. <laughs> but she, like, we kind of have that grew up in the sticks, stray animals show up, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. collection of animals. And she played a druid who immediately adopted the first wolf she saw, <laughs> or really had the opportunity to do so. She wanted a bird. She wanted a, a fairy dragon. Like, I was also her DM. And I'm sitting there going, like, do you want, like, a pet store? Like, what are we looking for? Like, um, I, I can't just give you all these animals because if I have to give them all an initiative order. Oh, my gosh. I'm not going to be happy. Uh, like, it just this be becomes her work. and the 50 pets. Yeah. Like, just play a ranger, Beastmaster Ranger, and we would have been fine. No, you're a druid. Yep. <laughs> and she never turned into an animal. Never. <gasps> but, but Sacrilege. When Lazarus was a druid myself, I never did either, so I don't know if that was a familial <laughs> trait or if just, like, we're playing druid for the wrong reasons. Yeah, I don't want to be um, the animal. I just want to collect the animals. It's different. Yeah, I just wanted the nature magic. Yeah. Like, you're telling me that like <laughs> I can't be like summon plants as a sorcerer. That's like, come on. Like I would love to, but naturally I, I fell into Druid and having Thornwall or hail of thorns only be a ranger spell too really chuffs me too. But it, you know, it, I guess that's where the homebrew element comes from. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking that. But, yep. Like, I don't know. I guess I felt like that was cheating, even though it's just two fairly inconsequential spells. <laughs> I, I could just add them. It's okay. It's the flavor. But I always like. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I. I just like plant magic. I don't know why. I just do. I can't say I'm really good with the outdoors or am not <laughs> allergic to half of it. <laughs> but you know, 
I like I liked Poison Ivy. What can I say? Like, or, hey. or, or rather, the character, not mm-hmm. the plant. Um, well, it, even if you liked the plant, that is your prerogative. That's. Well, <laughs> I, would not, uh, I would say we're intimate, but not in a good way. <laughs> um, fell into a patch of it several times over the course of one over summer. Over, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Weed eating, etc. Yep. Is there any final notes or I keep coming up with questions when I think I'm coming up with another one. What do you think level 20 eggs looks like? If oh she were God. to ever get there, what is eggs end game? Oh man. Um, she's recently had this little trip through a couple of the planes Mm-hmm. And I could see her finding a nice little pastoral spot somewhere off the material plane, because F that noise. Um, of course. And if she can help, she will. But otherwise, she would probably just settle down and pull a Bilbo Baggins and write her life story and then quietly go off into the sunset. She is not one to, I think power on some level scares her. Mm-hmm. Um, she's felt it course through her. She knows her own abilities, but every time she gains a little bit more knowledge to her, things become a little more unsettled in the world in some way. And it's just her perspective of it. Um, mm-hmm. So 20th level egg, she'll probably nope out at like, level 15 be like okay peace i'm good i'm good um time to open a bar i don't know and go with that like she's she'll keep reading but i think this recent bout with gods and a city where time doesn't stay still or stagnant and it leaps around and she's just like i don't like any of this i don't it's making me paranoid i need to go sit quietly in a corner (laughs) I kind of like the idea of that a character who settles down doesn't attain like godship or whatever. That would be the last thing on her list. She would actually probably make Steve's character Teddy be like, if I ever get that in my head, then I'd be like, Whoa, all the power, kill me. Just put mm-hmm. me out of my misery because that is not me. Uh, is there any, I guess, final notes, anything about eggs that, we haven't covered or anything you'd like to lead. I've kind of opened up plugs early, but if you want to plug anything else, I'm kind of seeding the, the, the final ideas, the floor. Okay, sweet. Um, uh, I will say, you know, it's it's funny because after you'd asked me that, that question about if there was anything personality wise, that kind of surprised me. Eggs likes everybody, but she is not a physically intimate Mm -hmm. person which is something I've discovered. Um, and she's just like, wow, that's, that's hot. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And kind of rolls with it that way. <laughs> she's just like, you're huge and like really strong and brave and dang. And that's kind of her whole like gig. She's just like, okay, that's fine. Because it's like, I don't know that I could classify her as pan or bi or one way or the other. She just kind of is like, she proposed, well, half-jokingly proposed marriage to a very old woman who offered her a really nice book one time. She's like, I think you need to be my wife now. I think we need to be wives. <laughs> and 
And that's just mm-hmm. kind of how she is. She's not she's not fickle. She just she sees value in people and finds everyone interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, um but yeah, that I think that was the other thing that kind of surprised me. It was just like, oh, okay. She's just she likes everybody. She's it's, it's all good. <laughs> um but yeah, no, Eggs is um like I said, she's the one that when we sit down to record, I I don't even have to think about it, which really shocked me as a player and as a and as a DM. Um it's like we had said with the voices, but sometimes those NPCs are just really hard to like slip into, even if it's for five minutes. Mm-hmm. And you go, I don't ever want to do that again. And I'm <laughs> I'm rolling the ball I'm balling it up and throwing it in the corner I don't like it Um, and and I don't Mm. I've never ever ever had that problem with eggs which means I either need to retire from playing completely when her story's done (laughs) or find someone (laughs) else who who speaks to me on that level I don't know Um, have to dig a little deeper oh gosh I don't want to I'm too old (laughs) for that I'm not I'm too old for that kind of self-reflection. Damn it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But if you want me to uh, talk about our charity stream that's coming up. Absolutely. Woo. Uh, So my group, the Small Terrible and a Dragonborn Party. Yes, I know what the acronym is. Um, (laughs) I always have to clarify that. I've had a couple of people like, do you know what that? Yes, I understand. They came up with it. Don't question. That might be the joke. That's the joke. That's the joke. Uh, We've been running charity streams since October of 2018, just as we have time. And with this year, with that campaign wrapping up in the next couple of months um, and freeing me up to do a little bit more of the administrative work on the charity stream organizing side, we're going to try to aim for one quarter. So our first one is March 27th and 28th, and we are playing for charities that work with kids and families dealing with particularly with homelessness and poverty and domestic violence situations. So for anyone in the U.S., and we've already contacted these folks, and they've, they've both been great. Um, we're playing for Project Night Night and SAFE, Stuffed Animals for Emergencies, and they collect blankets and stuffed animals and books and little go kits for kids, especially kids who are living in, like, shelters and those types of places. Um, but because we're also an international group that's approaching 50 members at this point, uh, as far as the Good charity Lord. stream goes, it got out of control really quickly, and I love it. Um, I see the need for the administrative work now. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> On top of working and everything else. Um, so we have a UN refugee uh, charity and then a charity in Canada uh, that Nate and some other Canadian lovely folks had recommended uh, that does similar things working with kids and foster programs and situa- unstable situations where they need a little bit of assistance. So March 27th and 28th and all of the details are on our Twitter, which is at terrible underscore party. So we're running four games and then our regular campaign game as well. Wow. Okay. That's probably the biggest plug so far. <laughs> so you got oldest Woo! character, biggest plug. Like that's that's amazing. That's not Do I get a sticker? I... <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I can't Woo-hoo! promise anything. I've got a bag of just random stickers sitting around, yes, but <laughs> 
Wow. All right. Well, I appreciate you ha- having you on. This is, I'm really excited to get back in the swing of things. And I'm glad that we started off with you. Heck yeah. You definitely set the precedent. Hurry up, everybody coming up. That's the line. Match it. Oh, no. <laughs> I was never good at being a line.